Hi, this is Nathan. Welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. Hi, this is Andrew. Andrew Sabo, I mean. And I'd like you to join us for a time of humor, analysis, and all kinds of other fun stuff. Are you ready? Well, let's go for another Wadfam Chalkpod. Welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, joining us this week from Awuga and TV Nopes and House of House, we have... Andrew Taven. How's it going, Andrew? It's going all right. You know, hanging in there, uh, trudging, trudging along, everything, trying to readjust to... Uh, people get mad if you say post-pandemic life because they <laughs> either say the pandemic's not over here or they say it's not over in the rest of the world. But... Yep. This, I think it's, uh, this is the rest of our lives, so sorry to start off with that. If that's a, if that's a surprise to you, uh, Oh my up, gosh. Uh, <laughs> my uh, life is get, happening right now? Yeah, get vaccinated and figure out how you want to live the rest of your life, because hey, here it is. Here it is. Absolutely. It could be happening. So, uh, yeah, we, I connected with you over Twitter and threw you a weird assignment of, hey, you want to come on and talk about a conservative Christian audio drama from the 90s? Can you just walk me through, uh, just from a high level, what that experience was like for you? <laughs> yes. So I'll be honest. So you, I believe we, we met over email because uh, I had been doing, so kind of through the pandemic up until post-pandemic times, <laughs> hey, hey, I already explained myself. So I, I used to do a, a stand-up show back in, like, 2015 with uh, Griffin Newman uh, called the Awuga Comedy Hour, and then we kind of brought it back as an Instagram live stream, but completely different. And I think you – I believe you reached out to me because the most of the episodes are saved on Griffin or a few on my IGTV, but the first few weeks, Instagram didn't let you do that. But you had saved – a few of them he's a pack rat right it's yeah. just not... yes no yep you're, okay, you're exactly I, right i thought yep. you were okay for a second i was like was this someone else uh, no. <laughs> cool. this excellent um, fan i wouldn't cut not. it if it was <laughs> yeah i was a little concerned at first because you have okay so your twitter icon is it's like one of the nova core helmets right yep okay i did not realize that at first I had to – there's always, like, this regular thing now in the world whenever anyone new online where you have to be like, what's that? Is that a Roman helmet? Does that mean – does that mean alt-right guy? Does that mean – I'm sure you wouldn't. I de- it'd be very weird to, to like, watch something like an hour and a half of Griffin and me talking and just be like, oh, I just love the Griffin Guesses game so much. I have to get past their political opinions that Andrew rambles on about for – 75% of the episode. But anyway, you very kindly uh, sent me uh, the first few episodes, which um, were not initially saved because IGTV didn't do that. And then you reached out to me uh, about 
this podcast. Um, yeah, I definitely I didn't know what it was. I'm sorry because it ended up taking a little while. Uh, oh, not at all. I mean, that was as much on my end as yours. Yeah. I looked back and I was like, I think we first connected in like April. Now we're recording in September. It's fine. Yeah. So it, it's uh, been a completely normal year. So I don't know why that could yeah, have exactly. you know slipped through the cracks for so long. Nothing's been um, changing. No. Uh, it's all it's all been uh, boring as usual. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you you mentioned you didn't know anything about this beforehand. That's the normal response. That that yeah. uh, that's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. Is that, no, I haven't spent you know a large portion of my life you know fueled in the background by a conservative Christian radio show. See, no, I have. So being raised Orthodox Jewish, like modern Orthodox Jewish and uh, around um, in Charlotte, where we lived from like me being ages five to 15, the Orthodox community was pretty much Lubavitchers. And I have actually heard here and there almost a similar sort of thing of this like, um, you know, these little like audio kind of skits or whatever i feel like i've heard sort of similar things or played like in school because i went to jewish school for like almost all of my uh k through 12 education and uh i feel like i've i've or like played computer games that were sort of like adventure in torah land or whatever where you're kind of like <laughs> that are that have a, that it, it definitely collect I, I these grapes yeah collect uh, uh two of every drag your world. son up this mountain yeah exactly um yeah press the button uh <laughs> in time with god telling you psych yeah. uh it's yeah it's um i i i can't place a finger on it exactly but i definitely got a sense of like oh this feels like a similar sort of thing especially mm-hmm. one of the things in this uh episode where like the like very kid humor of like oh we talked to jerry berry gerald berry which like i feel like i've heard some version of like yentishmenta menta where you're like oh you know (laughs) yeah where where most of the jokes in this episode are just names yeah like that's supposed to be right it's just like this person has a funny name and is and they sound not regular laugh it's it actually reminds me i'm sure we'll get into more specifics about what each one was it it actually does remind me a little bit of um in high school i was hired twice only twice to write uh sketches for uh bar mitzvah videos would be shown like at um oh. yeah they'd be shown like at a bar mitzvah party so like one of them was like the kids uh older brother was hosting like a deal or no deal type thing and the joke of it was that he was he didn't i'll tell you he didn't do as good a job as i would have done his host and he actually didn't <laughs> want to be host and the mom was like no you should be you should be in the video so i was just one of the girls i had like a wig on or something holding the case and the case it was like the joke of it was like oh you're uh which case do you want to pick and he picked like um he picked one and it opened up and then you know the slideshow of him with his camp friends would show up or a different one was the slideshow of him with his family and 
the host would say like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that wasn't a dollar amount. That was just a slideshow of your camp memories. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> and it reminds me very yep. much of like the the Jeopardy sketch yeah. in this one. Um, no, that's a surprisingly relevant anecdote. Yeah, like I, yeah, I didn't I'm expect for you to come in and impressed. be like and be like, look, we were talking about like a Christian Jeopardy parody. I have in my life uh, partaken in a Jewish deal or no deal parody. Is <laughs> yeah. that at all the same? I also the sketch also. So I have. I'll probably plug the. I'm gonna pack in so many plugs at the end. Sorry, hey, that's, that's the, what we're good for. Yeah, that's, that's the Taven promise. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I ha- I am working on this audio sketch show with uh, another writer, Casey Turgeson. I've been working on since kind of early in the pandemic that we're trying to get out uh, as soon as we can. We're, you know, in the editing process and everything. It's just we obviously have had, you know, so many things. Um, and it's uh, – there's a sketch in it that actually Griffin is in. Um, Shout which, out to Griffin Newman. Yeah, Griffin Newman, uh, which is – uh no because i i now that i have a podcast i feel comfortable because t i'll i'll mention these at the end but tv nopes i uh feel weird when i try to get guests i don't know because it's like a tough concept to explain whereas house of house i'm just like hey it's a house rewatch podcast come do it um <laughs> come. no we we can't yeah. relate come to talk. that at all yeah so this is definitely can, yeah. this is the uh easiest podcast to ask people to do yeah i <laughs> Yeah, I really appreciate the difficulty of of I for me I have like my format where I have this long email that I'd send out, you know, when I was first starting TV Nopes, that explained the whole concept of the podcast, and it was like seven paragraphs long. Just to get a response, I was like, "Sorry, what is it?" <laughs> Just because they someone sees that and they're like, you know, the the where's tweet the TLDR? Like, yeah, I'm not reading that. Uh, congrats though, or sorry, I guess. Um, yeah, but the point for being, us, it's always tacking in the uh, just just so it's clear up front. We don't actually like we're not actually agreeing with the stances this show yeah. takes. Yes, like don't. <laughs> this isn't going to be a gotcha where you come on and then we're like, yes, you are a sinner, sir. <laughs> yeah, uh, here to expose you on this week's episode. This week, now the Jew of the week. <laughs> I'm gonna try and convert him. Um, I. Uh, yeah, Pleasure so one of the sketches. On the yeah, that's the new. You, you can, uh, you can, you can have that. Uh, so one of the sketches that Griffin's actually in. I don't want to give it away because uh, it's a the, sketch. I'm, don't I'm give sketch. it away. Yeah, I'm yeah. waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting to buy the cow, man. <laughs> don't give I me know. that milk. It's, I'll just say it's a game show sketch. That that aspect is relevant. Uh, I think it's in the first couple lines, and so. Um, <laughs> It kind of reminded me. It's funny because it's. Do you know what year did this come out? Uh, 1998. It weirdly aired wow. October 31st on Halloween wow. of 1998. Was so this spooky. was. Mm. <laughs> yeah, them being like, oh, on this, the most satanic of all days, we'll release an episode about the devil, but it's a comedy. Are they not all about that? <laughs> You know, uh, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of arguments to be made about how the devil influences theology, so you, yes and no. Well, the point, anyway, the reason I went on that long tangent uh, full of plugs and uh, asides is uh, just to say that whenever uh, you listen, whenever you get around listening to Sound Snacks, listener, 
Uh, just know that I did not know about the Satan Jeopardy sketch <laughs> when I wrote. <laughs> Even though it is weirdly, it's it's not the same, but like, I was like, oh, that kind of reminds me of it a little bit. That's funny. Um, <laughs> there you go. Great minds yeah. think alike. You just didn't know exactly. that you both had the same mind. Yeah. <laughs> for for what it's worth, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't book Andrew Taven without expecting some uh, digressions, tangents, and plugs. Oh, absolutely. These it's, are the commodities we expect you to deal in, sir. Yeah. There's a reason they call talking to me uh, like experiencing a verbal nesting doll. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's if that's not a goal to aspire to, I don't know what is. Yeah. Nesting dolls are endless fun. It's just layer after well, layer. Well, it ends at some point. True. So I don't know if we've uh, if we've actually set it on air yet. Thanks for all that, though, Andrew. That was uh, some great background. Um, <laughs> this episode is number 413. It's called The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, it's special. We Yeah. We acknowledge that it was released on Halloween 1998. It was also, uh, so it was written by Marshall Younger and Phil Waller, who are two of like the standard writers on the show. Um, and Marshall Younger later wrote about this episode. He was trying to recreate the success of Hidden in My Heart, which is a different episode that has three wacky parodies. Um, and after he heard this episode, the one we're talking about today, he thought he had fa- failed miserably and that the show was a disaster. However, listeners disagreed and voted this show one of the 12 funniest Odyssey episodes of all time. After, and <laughs> Marshall Younger's response to that was, after reconsidering, I would put it in the top 200. Maybe. <laughs> I like that. Um, is this guy like the Schwarzwelder of Adventures in Odyssey or something? I don't quite know what his what his deal is he's still i think he's still involved so this show for background has been going since 1988 and is still going um and i believe he is still somewhat involved i will say i was like it's okay so knowing it's from 98 because it's it was sort of i guess it's so it's for kids like here's the question (laughs) <laughs> do you do you keep up with recent episodes? Do you ever do an episode on like the most recent one? Yeah, the episode that airs before this one, we cover like the most recent episode of the show. It's real bad, and we do not have a fun time. <laughs> Are they That's... talking vaccines? <laughs> no, no, not yet. No. Not yet. Uh, yeah, but, it, no, just backsliding they... into Eastern philosophy. <laughs> they huh. weirdly, they weirdly skirt around like everything controversial they do in subtext which is um very much a i was gonna say (laughs) very much evangelical christianity in its uh current incarnation is just like yeah what if we just like didn't acknowledge that head-on so like we're not going to like talk about the fact that like you know they're against gay marriage, but they're going to talk a lot about the importance of a nuclear family with a mother and a father. Sure. Yeah. That, I mean, the <laughs> thing that struck me, they mentioned one of the kids smoking a cigarette. That was, oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like on the one hand, you're like, wow, that almost feels like too real for this. I agree. <laughs> I was but, very surprised. Thoroughly yeah. shocked. Because this kid is young. <laughs> 
Well, that's... It's, it's not like some... Like, they have adults or teenagers smoke on the show and other episodes and stuff like that. And it's obviously still painted in a negative light. But... This guy sounds like he's, like, six, maybe. Yeah, I, I would have to go and confirm, but I don't think since the 90s... Like, they did do a lot of smoking and a couple, like, drug or alcohol episodes, but I don't think they've done that for, like, 20 years now. Well, that's Like, it thing, feels yeah. like that was very much, like, the 90s, like, when the after-school special was, you know dominating yeah. and whatnot and they were like hey what if we just you know did that like it feels like now it's like far enough on the outskirts and kids are maybe more removed from that stuff that it would be weird to bring up i don't know they're all vaping now that's true that's true yeah charlie tries banana cream vape yeah uh yeah i i don't know if we're gonna summarize like the the segments uh, so if I should wait to to mention this, um, yeah. Well, well, actually, on that, let's let's roll the promo here. Okay. Kind of set up the episode as uh, it was promoted when it came out, and then we can uh, and then we can dig into. So did this yeah. air on like a, a like a Christian radio station? Like people would listen yeah. to the radio, They'd be like it's so, get your kids. It's, it's, it's time for this. Yep, yep. it's nationally syndicated. Okay. So it on like christian radio shows across like across the nation you know they air a new episode you know a lot of weeks and depending on the station and how much airtime they're willing to give them they put will rerun an episode every day Mm -hmm. so it is uh yeah it's a lot um they have made too many episodes yeah yeah they're approaching a thousand um (laughs) Uh, all right. about all Let's, the shows uh, that you like that have made it like 15 episodes <laughs> yeah alright roll that promo Dylan temptation it's everywhere on the next Adventures in Odyssey get ready as kids radio goes behind the scenes to expose the lies of Satan he's busy making people feel hopeless but no matter what tricks the devil plays the key to victory is always close by Find out how much power you really have on the next Adventures in Odyssey. Wow. <laughs> Nothing beats the musical choices of uh, of these 90s era promos. Yeah, no, they the, are. I will say the production value is like, strikes me as pretty good. Yeah, oh, that is... The thing maybe we compliment the most on this show <laughs> yeah. is that, like, it's actually, like, well-engineered. It's really well-made for the most part, and the quality is pretty good, and sometimes they really, you know, flex their, their chops and do something crazy. But, yeah, no. It, it's more so the content and the writing that we end up <laughs> picking I at. I do... Like, as someone who, again, in addition to the Bar Mitzvah video stuff, who also got has been, like, had previously been hired to do, like, some, like, like, advertorial, adversaries content, um, I, I, I do almost have to, uh, find, like, relate a little to the project of trying to make 
like a humorous thing where the humor is always going to be secondary to some message you have to deliver. Mm. Yeah. That makes um, sense. Like the whole like setup of like, oh, it's a game show where this, or like, oh, it's this like, you know, Chris Hansen, Satan Sting catch. It's like very convoluted. It's very plotty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, except the last one. The last one, too, left like an award. It kind of, a, like, it genuinely, <laughs> I, the other sketch I wrote was, like, had both a Cribs thing and a, uh, like, America's Next Top. Uh, it was, like, American Idol, but for, like, singing the Torah portion. Mm. And I, the rabbi of the shul who, uh, at the time the rabbi was this uh, Israeli guy, and I had I wrote him as like the Randy Jackson character, so you know it's what's the thing? Is he says like, "Oh, good job, dog." It's whatever, dog. <laughs> right. And he's like Andrew. Uh, I'm not going to call him a dog, and I'm like, it's not okay. Whatever, fine. What about um, sport? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I can I can almost relate to that where it's like the well, it's it's like the. So Paul McCusker is like the big creative force behind this show or whatever. And it feels like he was like granted a genie's wish where they were like, where he was like, I want to make like, I want to produce a successful show listened to by thousands of people. And the genie was like, okay, but it's going to be a Christian show on the radio. And he was like, well... I guess that's the like that's the like you know Them. monkey's Paul curl in this whole in this whole thing. Them's be the them's be the bricks. <laughs> this is the only way that you can succeed. Uh, you, you can succeed is through listening to the radio in uh, the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's uh, not well, an enviable someone... position. <laughs> no. And, yeah, and the thing that I think exacerbates that whole, like, the weird production value, whatever, there are, like, actual voice actors that they are hiring for Mm -hmm. these episodes. Um, Particularly of note in this one, uh, Townsend Coleman is uh, one of the voices. Um, He's the voice of Satan. Uh, He voiced the Tick in the 90s Tick cartoon, along with uh, the Ninja Turtle Michelangelo. He doesn't have that much to say in this, right? No, yeah. no, he really doesn't. I feel like, I think he plays more than just Satan. I, he plays Satan in, I guess, two sketches, skits. I don't know. And then he, he also plays Peter. Um, he plays the awards now, announcer. Peter Griffin. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's right, Lois. That reminds me of that time you scared Satan away by reading a <laughs> Bible verse. You got him. I mean, Wicked you're getting... Sweet. Wicked sweet. <laughs> that voice is getting dangerously close to their uh, Bobby Walker, who is uh, the the bad Barbara Walters, I guess, riff, but like not clear. Yeah, this one wasn't like this. One None was, of like, the parodies are impressions. No, no. <laughs> they definitely should be. Maybe it's. Well, I mean, if they were, I feel like it'd be that, like, classic, like, Looney Tunes, like, oh, you, kids wouldn't even know that this is, like, uh, Phil Silver's. Phil Silver's is probably too recent to be, like, uh, right. a Looney Tunes thing, um, you know. 
Yeah, but no, no, you're you're absolutely right. Like if they if they had done for the first one, which is the Jeopardy parody, if they had gone like full Alex Trebek or whatever, it wouldn't have like no kid is is listening going ah whoever's you know the uh, Walker Edmondson's doing a really good Alex Trebek impression in that one. Yeah, which I still I am. This might be a little morbid, but like I like to play uh whenever i'm somewhere i don't want to have an alexa whenever i'm somewhere around an alexa i like to play uh alexa jeopardy i guess we have an amazon fire tv that like can still do it but it's like really slow and weird on it but um (laughs) uh i like to play alexa jeopardy and they have uh oh i guess it's just now that i'm thinking about it i'm like oh i guess he only says like this is Jeopardy. Have you played enough clues this week? You have new clues. I guess he doesn't say the questions anymore, um, which makes sense uh, because he passed. But now I'm like, right. oh, of course. I was like, how much did he record? And I was like, oh, wait, wait it's just the, the, just the standing intro. lines. Yeah, there's a not um, – it's, it's, it doesn't even have, like, the bare minimum Jeopardy thing, which is <laughs> – Right? They don't say, yeah. like, uh, wait, or do they? Now I'm black. They, I listen they, to they this do, today. So they do the what is. They do say, like the, you're right. They do say, yeah. like, what is smoking a cigarette? Like, they yeah. do. Yeah, and they do the point values, and they do the they categories. They have a daily double but, also. Yeah, they, well, it's like, but it, yeah, is the daily double the one that's, like, where they play a voice clip from the child's past? They play. There's one where the the category is like in Marcy's shed behind her house, and I'm like, right. where is this? <laughs> yeah. I like was like, what is this? Yeah. The, well, it's it could turn so left at any point given that category. <laughs> uh. I, I was like, so the first one, yeah, they're like asking. It's like Jeopardy, but it's mostly right, demons. Well, <laughs> It's called Guilt Trip Jeopardy, too, which is, like, not even a first draft name for it. Yeah. Where it's like you're not even trying. Like, you're like, oh, we're going to do a Jeopardy parody. What do we call it? Guilt Trip Jeopardy. Jeopardy. We're we're sticking (laughs) with Jeopardy. I guess that's not actually copyright, or we can because it's a parody. But uh, we're just going to put, like, two other words in front of it. We'll highlight it, come back to it, does not come back to it. No, yeah. I, the the thing theologically that I found interesting about this is it's I I I was like at first I was like really confused because it's like okay the demons are pointing out bad stuff she did and she's complaining she's protesting like oh but I apologized for that and the lesson is demons will make you turn and and some of this is going to be because i i think i find uh i think there's a lot of genuine differences between kind of like jewish religious practice and i mean not that i say not that surprising but a lot of people don't seem to either get that or they're deliberately obtuse about it like there's such an emphasis on practice Mm -hmm. versus this sort of like belief scale like people talk about i think there's a lot of practicing jews who are probably essentially uh atheist on some level 
where being a at least in orthodoxy because i don't want to like this is how i grew up obviously you know reform jews conservative jews whatever there's all sorts of stuff people do different things i i can only say that growing up and i don't you know obviously think this now but there was sort of this sense that it's like oh people are less uh you know jews are people who follow the mitzvah and who do specific actions so it's like it's 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 inherently tougher for me to grasp when you start getting into these like uh theological suppositions that uh, i i am gonna uh i'm gonna use a, a tv tropes term here just you're speaking my which language is, yeah okay good oh i have a podcast for you um, <laughs> just went monthly. just the one yeah just the one uh one per month now um it it's this like you know the, there's this concept that's been characterized as like uh orange and purple morality or whatever versus like black and white morality where it's something where it's like oh you you know in tv tropes they'd use it for like oh there's like an alien species who uh thinks that the worst thing you can do is sneeze and the best thing you can do is cough or whatever. Like that's <laughs> a bad example. Uh, but where it's just something that's not even like uh, it's, you know, as opposed to like black and white morality, which is so different where I listen to this. And I'm like, so they're trying to make her feel guilty because if they make her feel guilty and she'll turn away from jesus because she'll think there's nothing she can do but i hear that i'm like but if making someone feel bad about the stuff they did turns them away from jesus isn't that a lot of religion makes people feel bad about <laughs> yeah things they did? i don't think I, that you're too far off there <laughs> i was so baffled by this first the, the the first of the three segments for that exact reason where mm -hmm. i was like their argument is that it is that satan makes us feel guilty and then like if you feel guilty you won't confess your sin and that's what will like drive you away from religion and it's like wait isn't the whole like isn't the whole argument that it's like in like christianity that it's like oh there's like you know the holy spirit or whatever like god's inside of you and that's your conscious and then like that's why you feel bad when you do bad things mm -hmm. and you know th those things should drive you to like you know confess those sins because you'll be forgiven like i don't know like it is just such like a i don't even feel like this is a like, I think it's a weird, I think it's a weird representation of any sort of philosophy, but I especially, like, don't think it supports, like, their argument that they're, I, I, I struggle to figure out what the argument they are trying to make here is. Yeah, and how this would serve it in really any way. <laughs> I mean, there yeah. like it doesn't even the the like skit itself doesn't even have a like doesn't even put a pin in that. It's like the like Connie the announcer after after it going like, "Oh, you know, like um 
yeah, you know, we're the whole point of this is that like we have to like know that they're you know that we can confess anything and we're covered. And I'm like, oh, okay, but you're that that was not what your what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's well, like just bullied the child for eight minutes. Like, yeah, that's like it's almost would have made more sense if like I'm punching this up here. Like at the end, she should get to take a turn, and it's mm. like ways to salvation or a like thing that would make Jesus stop loving you. And it's like, what is nothing? Because I know that you demons can't bother me because whatever, I can confess my sins and Jesus will always love me. But like, right. they, but they don't do that. Um, no, I, that, that's, that's honestly, that's how, that's the, how the other one kind of ends where they like call the girl to the stand and mm-hmm. she essentially does like that sort of a thing where it's like, oh, but like, let me underline, you know, why this is actually like what the actual good message is. But in this one, they were just like, nah, we're just going to like end on the note of you hear that you're worse than demons. You want to give me a cigarette? This is going on for another 23 rounds. Yes. Yeah. Like that's the thing where <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the second one to me is very hat on the hat, but the message is like very clear. For the second right. one, they have it's the court case of Jerry, Larry, Barry. Like the that's like that's the yeah. one that every time I heard that I was like, oh, this is like oh this religious kids humor thing. It's yep. like the only thing, the only well you have to go to is like a long series of rhyming names that like a two year old laughs yeah. at. So Jerry, right. Barry, Gary, Terry, um, with the which with is the then like impediment. <laughs> that's exactly it. It's only there so that their uh, their like announcer, like the the interview woman, can do like you know a weird voice and have a bit of an impediment here. Isn't and that like an SNL character that was on Weekend Update? Probably. Like it feels like, yeah, it it very much feels like that. Where it's just like, yeah, what if just the R's sound like W's, and that's funny. Got him. Yeah. Got, got him. Got him. Uh, rack him. Um, yeah, because that's the one where it's a court case where Jerry, right. Gary, Larry, Jerry is uh, on gonna... trial, and his defense is... This was another one where it, it does snake, but then it comes back in a way that kind of works. But again, it's it's too much. It's because yep. yep. he's <laughs> That's a... he's his defense of like and it's like a it's a like a, a a real crime crime like they pick something was like breaking into someone's home and stealing. He stole a VHS yeah, he... player. He put it in his pants. Yeah, he broke <laughs> the thing. The thing that what? they say. <laughs> he must have been wearing Janko jeans. Like, there's no way. Yeah, that I reminds mean, me. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was gonna say it's '98, so fair. Yeah, oh, fair. Yeah, that reminds me of what's the joke in uh, the Krusty gets canceled. I think it's Krusty gets canceled. Where, um, oh no, it's Day of the Jack and Apes, where uh, Krusty is doing is like going through his whole show, and uh, he's like. It's like from his first appearance on some equivalent of like Sid Caesar's show of shows. Okay. And he's like, oh, I made a boom boom in my pants. And he's like, I got kicked off the air. Turns out you couldn't say pants. <laughs> like it almost feels like right, right on the edge of three to four year old and five to six year old humor. If you're allowed to shove something in your pants, like, yeah. right. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. 
it yeah the whole thing he on <laughs> he sets up that he stole a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff across multiple houses and i think the only reason they say that is so that the announcer woman can say jewelry and stumble over a it. bunch yeah like like it is just it's they're all so like jeopardy is like it's the the guilt trip jeopardy is a bad jeopardy parody but it's still a jeopardy parody mm-hmm. and the voices this of one, those demons are kind of fun I will give it that. Yeah, sure. They do. That's the kind of thing where I was, saying, I was like, yeah, they got they got people with talent to like do different goofy voices. Like, all right. Yep. Yeah. But and kind the, of. <laughs> sure. They they were this... they gave them the most bare bones script and said, you know, make make uh, wine out of this water. <laughs> uh, the the second one though is so it's a riff on 2020, which is like a news show mm-hmm. it's just like a 60 minutes or whatever like an investigative journalism show or whatever but it, they they call it 2200 is there a joke i'm not getting uh not oh. that i got i didn't even like, realize i had what? not even realized they were doing 2020 i i did i just the totally only didn't even the only reason i figured me. it out is because i like in the episode description, they have it written out as twenty slash two hundred. But when they say it on the air, it sounds like they just say twenty two hundred. And I'm like, what is this show called twenty two hundred? What what is the riff they're trying to do here? And then it's like, yeah, Hugh Down they call huge gowns, which is like, I don't know. It's it's an okay joke. Like I, I actually like it's lazy, that. but I think that one is kind of funny, especially from like a kid perspective of like once again, nobody's no no kids going to know who Hugh Down is, but like huge gowns, sure. Okay. I That's kind of fun. Uh, the the thing cuz the guy is like, "Oh, I did it, but Satan tempted me." And they're like, "Could this defense hold up in court?" And then they go off on this thing to figure out if Satan has ever tempted anyone. And they talk to Satan's lawyer, which like does Satan what well first off someone could Satan be wasn't like, available for comment. No, so no. it was his they go to his lawyer. He's out of town. Which, there had his lawyer's to have name been, is Bud. If only they didn't need to probably rely on their lawyers so much to like uh sue a school district that told their kids gravity is real. Then Well they... but like this is the thing with like nineties Christianity, like evangelical Christianity was like all about like shot like taking shots at like lawyers like there's this whole weird subculture at least in this time where like they're constant like there's oh there's so many weird there's it's so many weird things like lawyers are crooks bit from like you know 70s and 80s television that those people grew up and they made their own stuff and it now evolves into this weird tangential half I think you probably also in the air you have a few things you've got the um you've got the like OJ like who are some of the most famous lawyers like OJ's defense team in mm-hmm. the 90s probably right, right? like lawyers yep. who you know by name um Ron and Carlesian. uh yeah I mean it turned out Dershowitz was the devil parody statement don't sue me um <laughs> the uh but the other big thing was the 
the bad lawsuit panic, which turned out to be like right. Which which I listened to. There's a citations needed episode about this, and it's fascinating because it's the kind of thing you remember, and it's one of those things you just. I think you're wrong about. Also, did an episode about it because it's it's something that's just so misremembered in the cultural memory. Is it the Starbucks copy? Is this what we're the McDonald's copy? It's Stella Lineback. <laughs> oh, it's okay. all of these. You hear all of these stories about oh these crazy lawsuits. People are suing companies. I remember. Right. At one point, hearing about these as like a fifth grader and being like, oh, you know, it'd be a good job would be like corporate defense attorney because all these people are trying to sue these companies for stupid things and you'd make a lot of money, but you're doing something good because they shouldn't sue them for this. Like, I remember thinking that and you look into this and you're like, all of these were legitimate cases and there was like not a single one instance where someone got a million dollars for something that was actually nonsense but this was all propaganda, and of course it was because right. it's to make you think that suing companies is bad. Like, yeah. of course, yeah. it's one of those and, things. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like, of course, like super conservative, very capitalistic Christians like just took that and ran with it. Yeah. Because, because yeah, there is a legitimate episode of this show of Adventures in Odyssey in which a child fall is like climbing on a roof and falls through a skylight and then it's all about like him hiring you know a scummy lawyer to you know prove why he was actually not at fault and like shouldn't you know it's the business owner's fault for putting in a skylight where he was going on the roof he was gonna climb on and it's like it's that exact thing where it's just like yeah why for whatever reason, they just got on this bandwagon of, like, this is the thing that, like, we need to speak out about to the point where it makes it into this sketch about the devil. Yeah. And the and the whole thing, and it's weird that, like, so, okay, so the prosecutor is the good guy in this. Right, but he's the devil's lawyer? No, that's a different guy. The, devil's, oh. the devil has his own lawyer. Oh. And then, um... So they do the sting to figure out if the de- which like I thought the devil was open about tempting people. I also right. was a lawyer. Was the devil going to jail? Like I don't like, <laughs> like the um oh what's another thing they say where they're like we're not talking about like a guy. It feels like the equivalent of like oh yeah yeah where he the the lawyer says like uh they accuse him he's like what you think like the, he could the, you're saying satan could disguise himself as a snake next you're going to be saying he's got like horns and is painted red with hooves yeah which honestly like <laughs> decent joke as far as the parameters <laughs> as far as the parameters right. of like oh you're doing a microaggression to satan like that's like a decent you know in the scheme of things of all the context uh, what are you going to do? And then he's like, oh, but they do a sting operation to see that Satan really does tempt someone. But then that doesn't right. matter because you can overcome it. They do like a, where a guy wants a hot dog and they leave him and yeah. like, oh, he's going to grab it's the hot dog. Log, hot dog. That's yeah, that was also long. weird. <laughs> they really oh, yeah, wait, make what was that long line? hot dogs? What, what did you think? It was incapable of fitting in the casing after 11 inches? Like what? There's uh. There was some line of that that I think was also funny. I can't remember it now. But 
Uh, yeah, is it? It's when he says, like, when she's she says like would you really want to eat a foot long that's or like a hot dog that's a foot long and he just says like quietly like i'm really hungry i did yeah, yeah i actually thought that was genuinely funny, funny. he's like oh, i'm i'm hungry yeah he said it's like yeah okay also like foot long hot dog you can eat two hot dogs pretty easy what just condense it to right. one there you go no yeah. problem yeah. um so the, the baffling cars, part of this the is they put they put a mic in the hot dog, and that mic picks up Satan talking. Yeah. I actually thought that, again, game-recognized game. Recognized game <laughs> as someone who's had to write within very specific parameters that anyone can see and try and find ways to put jokes in there, the it cutting off and them going and that's when the hot dog the mic like the reveal that oh, the mic oh, is yes. in the hot dog <laughs> look what are you supposed to like what are you supposed to do fine good yeah. well good. and also you're working both in the constraints of a christian kids show and also in the constraints of being audio only yeah, yeah. which is um not easy. someone <laughs> who recently uh for reasons i'll mention later uh, converted some sketches, many of which were originally written to be filmed into audio format. It is, you really have to like figure out where you're gonna just put in really good sound effects and where you're gonna have to say like, please stop eating my book. <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. No, I won't stop eating your book. Just to like make that work. Um, yeah, that, that and then the whole thing the girl is like the prosecutor calls her up. Uh which if you imagine that as like someone's like oh, my defense uh was like, you know, the the FBI entrapped me because I didn't want to uh be a part of this plot, but they kept uh, encouraging me even when I tried to pull out of it. And then the prosecutor just being like, well, I have a little girl here, and the FBI <laughs> tried to entrap her into blowing up a building, and uh, she didn't. So, <laughs> like, it is wild to set up this yeah. thing of, like, you can, I mean, yes, sure, you cannot do it, but then why'd we spend all this time proving? Right, yeah. <laughs> right, well, yeah, to the point where, like, they they go back in time they have some unexplained way where they go and interview adam and eve yeah to say that oh the satan in the form of the snake tempted to eat the apple and you're like that was before jesus right so <laughs> how is this the relevant <laughs> citation here yeah well, well and then yeah she's she's running through then all the other people that they contacted like to get verify like to you know to back up the temptation thing and she says one of the people she says quote god's own son jesus and i'm like wait wait you couldn't get satan you were stuck with his lawyer but you got a quote from jesus yeah well then jesus is very given back. individual yeah <laughs> right jesus is in the next sketch then. yeah yeah because <laughs> the next one the next one is like a mess <laughs> The next, next one, one is so, uh, it is so we is we, we jump from 
we jump from Jeopardy is Jeopardy to 2020 becomes 2200. And sure, I guess it's like a weird show. It's weird to parody that generic of a TV show, but like, sure. And then it's just like awards show parodies. We're going to call them the Slimy Awards. Got him. Was this pre or post uh, Nickelodeon Kids Choice That's Awards? what I was trying to figure oh. out as well. Where I was like, I guess it's pre Nick sliming people on an award show, I, but I like, mean, I'm gonna look it up. It is dangerous. They should have just had those those kid eaters, uh, right? The secret cabal of kid eaters in Hollywood, just legit giving each other awards for for all the kid the kid uh, eating they're doing, right? That right. Right. Yep. That's uh no. the first event was in 1988 so this definitely could have been inspired. Wait wait. And they actually slimed someone in 88? I don't know that they slimed someone. I don't have okay. access to that. This is what wait, I need to know. I'm going to look up first sliming. First, first on TV sliming. <laughs> is it pre TV or post 9/11? Sliming. Yeah. Was sliming a post 9/11 response? I was thing? For, I uh okay. Heavy. No, I don't oh it thinks I it thought I said first on TV slimming. So there was a, 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 like, a biggest right. loser. I think you can't do that on television was where it started. Uh, it says introducing the network's iconic green slime. So yeah, you can't do that on television. Um, nineteen seventy nine. <laughs> Dang, we've so been this sliming people for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, so in that instance, maybe this is a, maybe, you know, Slimy Awards is supposed to be. When's the Nick Kids Choice Awards? That, that's, that's what I'm it. trying to figure out. Nick Nick Kids Choice is like, what'd you say, Andrew? It's early 90s, but then. Oh, no, it's uh, 88 is when it started. Okay, 88. But at which point did they combine those two things into one thing? Did that happen from the get go? We might never know. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lost but, in the archives. <sighs> also, yeah. uh, 2200, I googled that. It is the, uh, it's the doctor's prescription number for being legally blind. So there you go. I don't know oh. if that was intentional or not. <laughs> but... Oh, yeah, instead of 2020, that's, 2200 that's means you're blind. too clever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's... Wow. <laughs> I am... I was very surprised. I was like, this this clearly can't be something, or maybe there's a joke, and then there's that. Wow. <laughs> okay. That feels like, wow. Okay. Game recognized game. I feel like I also do that. I'll just, I want something to be a pun when I'm <laughs> writing something. So even if it's something no one will get, I'll do that. You do it just for the sake of you. And that's the thing about Odyssey is that it's made for families which is just an excuse for dads to tell really well-cloaked dad jokes and just slip them in as many places as possible. So the slimies, the slimies. Uh, the sl- yeah, can I, can I just, can I give a rundown of not just in this scene, but throughout the whole episode, the demon names? Yes, Because I please. think they're yeah. trying to do like a C.S. Lewis screw tape letters riff. That was what I, I, I think got as well. is the like... Hey, let's just like name people weird stuff, but like they had so an Adolf in there. Yes, yes. So in this scene, we get Adolf Jerkball. We have uh, Jezebel Mean Chick, <laughs> Judas Bad Guy, Nasty Worm Bucket, uh, Wait filthy, a filthy Pete Sludgeman. Mm. 
I shouldn't have interrupted. I, I had to no. say, uh, Judas Bad Guy is my main and Guilty Gear exerd. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> Very important. Sorry, I, I love... I, no, I, I no it's, it's, it's right up there. I mean, it, it, yeah. you were teed. You just knocked uh, it and then right out of something. the park. You want me to, you the last me? one, and my, oh, my personal favorite, is, uh, is Lude Grimelord. Mm. Oh, he's one of the Jeopardy contestants, and they just keep calling him Lude. Yeah, Lude is a that's a word that I feel like has really fallen out of favor in uh, today's vernacular. We could we could bring back Lude. Lude. It's also one of those where it's like you like a child asks their like are they like it is one of those jokes that like similar to the smoking. I'm like, are you, I guess I guess we're fine saying Lude, but like like that's I don't know I don't know this, this show is so is so like stringent about stuff that weirdly saying the word lewd as a joke feels like hmm is that a step too far like <laughs> i don't know I, I, I'm in a... <laughs> lewd, this show just has me in a bad mind mildly <laughs> naked people <laughs> lewd grime lord is my favorite captain planet villain ah there you see go. that yeah that's a good yeah one. no that's fair he's I the agree. one who uh takes cuts down the amazon rainforest to convert to pornography magazines oh wow that's a lot of yeah, trees no. just for boobies well yeah well constructed oh uh, man but yeah and the uh, judas bad dude and jezebel mean chick are just like are maybe the weirdest ones in this episode they're hosting the slimies but they're like the names are clearly like, oh, who are the two, like, worst people in the Bible who we can point to? Mm-hmm. And then let's just, like, throw on a superlative of, like, ah, Jezebel, a mean chick. Judas. And Judas, a bad dude. Is Jezebel in... Okay, wait. When does... Because here's... This is one of those things Oh, that's the I... Old Testament. That, you, you read the first book. You're in there. But in is there. it... I don't recall where because i have like never okay wait so, oh you just get jezebel when you look up oh wait <laughs> she's oh wait who am i thinking of then um wait a second jezebel was the daughter of ethobal mm-hmm. and wife of ahab but i thought she was who am i thinking oh i'm thinking of lilith Lilith, where's Lilith? Oh yes, Lilith is the is the one that's not actually in like in the Bible, but in the Bible, (laughs) right? That's the one I was more like mythological. Yeah, who you fight in Shin Megami Tensei? (laughs) Uh, Is a demonic figure supposedly a she demon? An alternative, she is presumed to be mentioned. That's a weird way to say (laughs) is not mentioned. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, uh, 100%. I have a girlfriend. She goes to another school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my first wife. Ugh. Yeah. Duh. She is presumed to be mentioned in... She's presumed to live in Canada. In biblical Hebrew, in the book of Isaiah. Wait, sorry. Did you say she's presumed to live in Canada? Because like, I have a girlfriend. She's presumed to live in oh, Canada. Oh, oh. I was doing a <laughs> Sorry. You, you were doing it in... <laughs> You were doing it in the same tone of voice as this other information you were okay, reading off no. about yeah, Lilith. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I'm sorry. Is this we, we, is this some modern Jewish interpretation okay. I wasn't aware in of? The, in the Talmud, but not 
Yeah, Lilith is not mentioned in Star Wars. Sorry, that's who I was getting confused with. Mm. That would be weird for, right, for a Christian show to mention Lilith. Yeah. Um, well, maybe but, for episode 1,000. Yeah, Who knows? They're still the going. Big, the big special. The big special. So the, they switched to Judaism. Yeah. So that's, like, the weird, um, like, game of this sketch is they're, like – trying to give an award to the best temptation but then jesus told satan a bible verse and then they're like the message of this one i will say is very practical compared to some of the others it says whenever something bad is happening there's a bible verse you can say that'll fix it which um i don't know about the methodology (laughs) in action but that's a very straightforward piece of advice this is how we deal with temptation (laughs) the i would say it is the like it's it's the sweatiest of the sketches but it has the clearest confusion like they Mm -hmm. put a button on it better than they do the other ones oh yeah well and it builds to it builds to the conclusion of there's they build like to the drama of like oh the you know satan is the best roll the highlight reel of of Satan tempting Jesus and then, you know, stunning turn of events that doesn't work. Um, yeah, well, and this is... And then they get duped and they're like, what, you're rolling the wrong tape? Like, what's... Is there a tape of Satan successfully tempting Jesus? Is it... Was it going to be the Scorsese film? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, right. Yeah, like... <laughs> yes. It, it is, right. It's this wild thing where it's like, this is like the... It's, it's their 2500th anniversary or whatever. And it's like... Regardless, like, they're referencing, so, like, the other story, one of the other stories that they do one of these temptation scenes for is, like, Ananias and Sapphira, which is, like, a thing that happens after, like, you know, after Jesus is gone, Mm -hmm. we now do, like, the Ananias and Sapphira bit in the Bible. And so, like, they, it's just, it's a weird thing to, like, do the demons not, like, do they know about this clip and just remember it wrong? Or some guy pulled the wrong footage, but what was the right footage? Think, like, you'd think for the past, like, 2,000 years or whatever, they would be celebrating the time that they, like, you know, got tempted. Over, like, mean. yeah, ex- exactly. Like, got it to work. And instead, like, it feels like you would remember correctly whether, like, the i don't know prince of demons beat god's son i can't recall yeah i i i'm blanking did satan overcome jesus and cast him uh into hell and take his place by god's son i i just can't can't, the details are a bit fuzzy i'm blanking (laughs) i I have to assume maybe it was supposed to be that they had like uh some fake faked out clip and then they like uploaded the like (laughs) the secret footage that they Deep took. Deep fake Jesus. <laughs> Loose into Jesus. Satan. Yeah. They accidentally dropped the unedited cut. Oops. Yeah, oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That, this one, I, I also like, I I do think, and cause I was going to say, like, it, the thing about all of these is you're like, kids would have no reference point for this. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh-huh. a very fair assessment. <laughs> to be fair... That's true of a lot of stuff you see in, like, cartoons when you're growing up, and then only later are you like, oh, that was, like, a reference to this. 
Mm-hmm. Like you don't right. even realize. Like a hundred percent. And oh, like yeah. I listen. Like I'm sure I listened to this as, as a child and was just kind of like, oh, funny, and moved on. Yep. Like I think that's yeah. exactly it. Just flip it over, play the other side of the cassette, and uh, yep. I <laughs> make sure I you also, return I, it to the church library at least two weeks too late. It's like when I listened I, to car talk in the car. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when we were driving, we're not. I, I mean, yeah. honestly, car talk and adventures in Odyssey occupy a very similarly, strangely soothing uh, place in my mind. Uh, the uh, the thing that I just feel the need to point out: the voice of Jesus in this scene is Brian Cummings, who is uh, he played the stove. In the 1991, like, the original Beauty and the Beast. Interesting. Hmm. Doesn't the stove have an incredibly deep voice? I feel like... Yes. If I'm I feel remembering like the Be Our is... Guest, it's, it's very large and intimidating. And like... I think the stove might be, like, the smallest of named characters, but, uh... But here, he got an upgrade to Jesus a mere seven years later. It is wild that, like, you know, you, you think... I wouldn't even know if some of these people now, because if people did something for Focus for the Family now, you'd be like, you're like, oh, it's a hate group. But like back right. then, it was such a, and not to like justify it, obviously, but it was like such a different time where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, whatever, they're Christian. We all think gay people shouldn't get married. And we all think this. And we all mm-hmm. think like, it was just sort of the, you know, culturally. Right. It was very much the monoculture. Yeah. Yeah. And things, it is, like, wild. And, you know, it's, it's you really see it when you watch, like, sitcoms from, like, the 90s and early 2000s. Definitely. You're like, oh, things have shifted so much. And, uh, like, I don't even know if, like, the number of times we see, like, like sitcom characters say grace before eating. And yeah. it's like, would that even land to, like... If a show put that in, do enough people watching the show relate to that to where it is, like, funny or makes sense? Or even, like, mm. The Simpsons go to church every week, like, normally right. as a thing. Like, you, like that, that yep. feels so, like, out. So, and it's not because it doesn't happen for a lot of people in America, but it's now so splintered mm. that you'd be like... You would need to justify that the Simpsons church is one of the, like, fine ones and not one of the, like, terrifying ones. Yeah. You don't Like, you couldn't just, like, you can't just blanket reference church. Like, similar to us pitching this show, like, you have to say, like, Christian with a bunch of qualifiers. Yeah. Because the default in people's mind is not, like, oh, the nice thing that, like, my grandparents believed. It's like, oh, those people who are racist and hate people. Yeah, I mean, that's like, sorry, like the wild thing where you're just like, the, like, I'm trying to think of another place the Simpsons could sort of regularly go to if they were going like every Sunday. Oh, what do people, this is part of the issue where you're like, well, what do people do? We talk about atomization and everything. Where you're like, what do people do as a community anymore? Because you know, unions are gone, churches are gone. Um, Notary is uh, on its way out. Notary? <laughs> yeah, what is it? That, a rotary. Oh, rotary. Yeah, rotary. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I no, I said the wrong thing. 
but uh, what I meant was rotary. I was going to say, I feel like uh, notaries are still yeah, very no, painfully no, yeah, notaries, present. You need a notary. It's, it's, it is wild. Like. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite community is, is the notary. <laughs> yeah, Just go down the there, notaries. hang out with people, get documents signed go in the an notary official capacity. Union. Yeah. <laughs> it's really Notary unions on strike. I can't get uh, <laughs> my birth certificate amended to include my adjusted height. I don't know. I don't think they do that. Um, the uh, well, they could probably make they, a quick yeah, buck. They have the power. <laughs> the power of the pen. Um. Yeah. No. So you know, I mean, for me, I grew up. Uh, you know, in a religious Jewish community, and there was that sense of community. And I'm trying to think, like, if we didn't have that, could I don't the know. Simpsons go to their local cinema every week, or have we lost that one too? They do at the end. They go do 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 do. Shh. Uh, <laughs> the cinema. Well, cinema. I'm, yeah, I'm genuinely like, where could the Simpsons go? Because it would seem weird if they went to church. Right. They're, they they can't go to a bar because there are children. No, yeah. I mean, Homer goes to the bar. There's no Right, way they right, right. But like I'm saying, like, week. as a family. If, yeah, I can, just... if I can speak to the motivating factors of going to church that do not involve church at all, I'm going to say the post-church meal at a typically a restaurant, yeah, brunch-esque foods are standard fare, is a powerful motivator. So you got Kiddush okay. so on like Shabbos. A family. You go with Shul. You got the Kiddush normally at the Shul. There's a little mm-hmm. uh, little thing you go and you serve. I'm like, I'm like, I genuinely... And, you know, I said unions. I guess you don't bring your kids to unions. They probably have events. Like picnics. <laughs> like a union the picnic. The bring your kids a union. Right. Union I was going to say, there's probably a u- yeah, union picnic feels That feels seems right. good. We need mm. more union picnics. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'll look into my local is... parks and see when, when, when the gang's yeah. coming around. The thing is, you need a small town for a picnic, and you can't have a union in a small town right now. Yeah. I feel bad also for because uh, just because of so much media that the first thing my mind went to was a joke of like oh the union having their picnic and like the mobs also having their picnic which Simpsons already did with like the police and uh, mafia uh, family picnics right near each other but um, yeah I the reason we started was because we were talking about the Simpsons going to church oh and going to church in general that yeah that's just like a wild. Thing that you feel like you'd barely see um or you see like in kim's convenience which is specifically like oh they're korean immigrants and they're christian right. like it can't it was brought it over it can't exist without qualifiers mm-hmm. yeah and, and i and it is wild that like yeah if you had i mean if you had actors do it then it's like okay they're not you know, nothing in the show that I heard this time. I'm sure there is some stuff, but it seems like, you know, nothing's like outwardly hateful, even if the organization has all this stuff. Uh, yeah, there is a lot of not to like trying to in that way that like people like justify loving Woody Allen movies or whatever, trying to like justify enjoying episodes of this show while knowing like the force 
behind it. It's that weird thing where, I, or maybe maybe it's even more like like Weinstein stuff, where it's like it's not like because these are people staffed by Focus, but like they might like to the the degree to which Focus has control over the show is always unclear. Like I'm sure like they could put a stop to stuff, but I don't think they're in there in the day to day calling the shots on what you know hey we want to do like a a demon episode because that really goes with our current agenda like i yeah it doesn't seem like there's a ton of that but it's that balancing like can i yeah to what to what extent am i comfortable enjoying this show and what it encompasses without like yeah while still being like but focus bad so is it are a lot of them more based around these specific characters than like yeah so floating sketches the weirdest thing about an episode like this, especially if it's your only context for the show. So this is like, we're talking about shows within a show within a show, like at the level that we're at here. So like there's the show Adventures in Odyssey and in Adventures in Odyssey, there's this small town. It's this small town, Odyssey, USA, vaguely like Ohio, Illinois kind of area. Um, and there are there's this you know old man who owns a uh, an ice cream shop voiced by Hal Smith who was Owl on Winnie the Pooh so just like the calmest of voices, and kids come by and he you know sends them on adventures and you know talks to them about you know explaining morals and whatever and that's kind of the like the core of the show, but then so in this episode the only character from Odyssey that we hear is Connie who is like like the uh, a young uh, I don't know a late high school early adult um woman who works at this ice cream shop and she hosts a radio show called Kids Radio and this is an episode of that radio show so we are listening to a radio show that contains only an episode of a radio show that contains three different sketches. Okay. That's not convoluted <laughs> at all. I feel like that makes perfect sense. Like, so, so Chris, who is our, like, the narrator of, or the person who does the outro for every episode, um, goes out on the note that, like, um, that what that satan's always on the on the prowl so you got to use scripture to wage war with the devil and i'm like this is strong language for a bunch of children yeah no i uh i'm definitely gonna have to bring that one up in therapy on tuesday <laughs> <laughs> i'm hearing all this stuff and i'm like wow i really internalized this this <laughs> this one this one went straight to the save file and has definitely caused some problems uh-oh <laughs> yeah we're fine it's fine <laughs> So the other fun, fun aspect that we get uh, with the way this show is structured is we occasionally get discussion questions for these episodes that Focus provides. Oh, boy. Well, because you're meant to watch them with your family. <laughs> Two of the questions are just um, like, hey, you know, t tell us about, you know, what you've been reading in scripture, essentially, which is just like, describe how Jesus fought the devil um, and then why it's important to memorize Bible verses. But here's the one that I think is interesting. This is question number three, and it's the first time I've ever seen one that is multiple choice. Mm. So 
uh, I'll read out all three of the uh, of the choices. But the question is, what's the best defense against something that tempts you? A. Flee from it. B. Stand near the temptation to prove how strong you are. C. Give in, then ask God to forgive you. Wait, wait. <laughs> well, the best uh-huh. defense is no I guess defense. <laughs> flee from it. I did that. Nothing in the episode suggested that. The uh, they didn't give me. I feel like I'd be so pissed if I got that. Att- Clearly, it's recite the proper Bible verse. Yeah, yeah, no, was- <laughs> right. <laughs> yup. Clearly, it, it- this is the thing. <laughs> You just what, gotta what? memorize the relevant uh, texts and just be able to machine gun it out whenever needed. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Flee from it, right? It, it has to be. That is also the like the least satisfying of the answers, where it's just so so basic jesus uh, well and the, and the whole message of the episode is that like nothing can take you away from the love of god and and you know temptation is bad but you know jesus is better and bigger and all that and, and the answer here is just 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 run just just run away not run to jesus not run to anything else just 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 flee just run just flee sorry i i i know we gotta because I, I like i said i got i'm sorry i keep finding stuff with this now <laughs> But I'm putting this in chat. There's, so I was curious looking at recent episodes of this, and there was one that was Voice of Freedom, and I was like, hmm. Oh, yeah. This is I a haven't... young soldier's loyalties are tested when his government and his father hunt down and arrest Christians. And the role, the roles of the characters, I don't, so it's, they have, like, Korean names, the characters. Mm-hmm. Not right. necessarily, although, so it's like Kim Sung Hoon, Ji Ho Sung Hoon, Ara Sung Hoon, and then they're voiced by Vic Chow, Andrew Kishino, and Miley Yamamoto, which all sound at least uh, ethnically accurate. <laughs> yeah, they at least sound like East Asian. So you know, right. look, if I'm not gonna fault them for being on this point for being as progressive in casting as Hollywood, right? Like Mm -hmm. Hollywood's certainly not, you know, whatever. You can have the discussion of like, Hey, this is uh, July 1st, 2021 is uh, when it was released. Yeah. It's recent. Uh, So yeah, I, uh, I see you have found your way on to the uh, all knowing AIO wiki. (laughs) Yeah, that's the from the wiki. So, 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 some someday, Andrew, maybe, maybe we'll uh, we'll have you back for this. There is so there's a breakdown of characters on the show by religion on the wiki, oh. and there are two characters listed as Jews. That's the specific r- phrasing: <laughs> is characters who are Jews. Oh, okay. And oh. one of the characters is Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hey, I mean, they got that part right. (laughs) And the other is Rabbi Meyer Abbott. (laughs) Rabbi Meyer Abbott. Who has been in one episode. So maybe someday you can come back. (laughs) I I actually want, okay, the painting. Let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's do this sometime. Okay. (laughs) Rabbi Meyer Abbott is one of, 
2,443 characters who have only appeared in one episode. <laughs> okay. <sighs> really, really All right, yeah. so, Characters who are Jews. <laughs> Jesus probably has a long section. Yeah. Oh, they drew him with the, with the nose for it. <laughs> they do love to give uh, very uh, comical noses. Oh, man. All right. Now now that we have set up um, a future appearance, is there any uh, any last thoughts you have uh, before we go to plugs here, Andrew? Uh, yeah, no. I look forward to I, – see, I, I, I want to definitely do the Jew, the Jewish episodes. Here's the problem. It's so tough to choose because there's a, a bajillion of these. I want to oh, do a Jewish yeah. episode. I am also somewhat curious morbidly about – because the, they don't give you, like, long summaries on the wiki. So I am somewhat no, they curious. Well, <laughs> they either go plot, beat for beat, or two sentences. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I am somewhat curious about the two-part episode with Korean characters who are hunting down Christians. Which I don't... I don't... <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm. I. I. Yeah. I is it? Because like it could. I am somewhat curious for both of those. So. Uh, yep. More anyway. curiosity, perhaps, but but curiosity nonetheless. Yeah. There's also. What is this one? California Dreams. Oh, that Jewel. one's supposed to be good. Mother <sighs> arrives in Asia, taking it despite putting kind of size leaves town. Maybe for okay. I don't know. All right. There, there's okay. There, sorry, I I got it. I'm sorry, but there is a also a three-parter. Oh boy! Called one more name, and the premise is to save Jewish children from the Nazis. A Polish social worker agrees to smuggle them out of the Warsaw ghetto. So, if you want to hear this show take on Nazi Germany, <laughs> I mean they already they already had Adolf <laughs> Crumbum. <laughs> in this episode it's my favorite the, rick and the, morty character yeah the icing on the cake in my opinion is the episode artwork is black and white with a pink article of clothing amazing wow so it's like let's just straight up do a schindler's list yeah. reference in our aesthetic anyway um you were saying last thoughts maybe yeah <laughs> uh so the yeah i uh i i i understand um and while i you know like i said i i didn't grow up with something i i grew up with stuff that's a little bit on the perimeter that i sort of like get where it's coming from in a different way um it's definitely uh it's definitely very interesting to see because it's interesting to to me to both see how things are written for kids because on some level i think the thing that I, I said a few times that sort of sticks with me is how much i weirdly related to the writers having to i mean it's different obviously because they presumably came to this first as people who wanted to you know share this mm-hmm <laughs> And then became, um, you know, writers versus, like, were writers yeah. who were hired to do this. But I, I sort of, like, right. that thing of, like, 
writing for kids, writing to deliver something like this, I can weirdly relate to yeah. getting a fit into that. And then, um, yeah, it is it is interesting to me because it it's just it's 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 distant enough in its uh in its a sort of theological and ethical assumptions that there are like some fascinating conclusions there. <laughs> um and also the the choice of like parody again is not that different than something you'd be like oh you watch like tiny tunes and it's doing like a right. maltese falcon riff where you're like <laughs> what <laughs> or like oh someone's gonna be like andy rooney and you're like okay um yep yeah so uh so yeah no i'll uh we'll we'll uh I've got, I've got, I've got a few, a few episodes. It sounds like that piqued my interest. So we'll have to see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they'll handle it me. perfectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, uh, oh. very constant, constant, con. I give up on that word. Considerate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well then, uh, I'll affirm you in this is a weird episode and it's not like a lot of it doesn't work, but it is like I, I am with you on appreciating like the constraints in which they have to operate under in the same way that I imagine like writing for a TV show for like PBS or something where it's all got to actually like where it's all got to be educational in some way would give you like a similar problem or even, you know, online. Yeah, I'm sh- like, yeah, there's a million of those kind of like, hey, this is like supposed to be fun and educational. And it's like that is puts you in a weird spot and they yeah strike an okay balance even though a lot of the decisions are baffling yeah um yeah so uh now's anything, your time to uh, talk about yourself yeah, it's oh boy it's plug time, man. G- give me as many oh, plugs as plug you got then... oh i've got so many i uh the i'm gonna just try and run through them quick so it's uh andrew taven uh Andrew and we'll put T- links in the description. Oh, that would be awesome. Thank well. you. Yeah. Uh, be sure to tag me when uh, when it goes out and I'll uh, oh, yeah. I'll mm-hmm. retweet. At uh, uh, Andrew Taven, A-N-D-R-E-W-T-A-V-I-N, on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok. And uh, the com. I've got uh, the other two podcasts. I'm uh, the ones I host uh, – one is TV Nopes, which is a comedic discussion of bad internet of bad media criticism using a TV tropes page that shouldn't exist as a jumping off point. That recently went monthly because I also started co-hosting House of House, a house rewatch podcast with uh, writer Lenny Burnham. Uh, and that's a fun time, so check those out. Uh, I also have I do stand up that is on. Um, you can go to andrewtaven.com see the dates uh at qed astoria on november 7th at seven o'clock i'm doing a one-man variety show called that's so taven it's got stand-up uh characters a walking tour of new orleans three game shows with fabulous <laughs> prizes uh self-help seminar and more uh may durand is opening come check that out please it's gonna be good uh and then also Sound Snacks, audio sketch show with Casey Turgson coming out hopefully before the end of the year, maybe early next year. We will see. 
That's also got Griffin Newman on it, who I co-hosted a Wooga with, which is how I met. I don't remember if I said this on the show or before the show, but uh, I think it was at the beginning so of the show. Was, okay, yeah. so that was our connection point. Yes, uh, Griffin uh, is going to be on that as well as other funny comedians and people doing voices. And you can watch old Awuga episodes yes. on uh, on your Instagram. Thanks to Dylan, including the first uh, couple. Uh, I think those ones are uploaded on my IGTV, but most of the episodes are uploaded on Griffin's IGTV if you want to check those yeah. out. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Thank you. I, 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 I know that's a lot to, uh, <laughs> to put out there. Um, oh, yeah. I'm happy but, to, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you just gave us uh, over two hours of time, so I think... Uh, <laughs> I think you're allowed to have a couple minutes of, uh, of plugs. Oh, thank you. That's the uh, Taven guarantee. <laughs> yeah. We'll take two hours of your time. <laughs> um, All right. But, yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for coming. It was a pleasure. Absolute right. delight. And with all that being said, uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadFamChalkPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WadFamChalkPod at gmail.com. The Devil Made Me Do It was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo with special guest Andrew Taylor. It was edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Shock Pod.